0: a father who was trying to figure out what his son will be when he grows up decided to put his young child to the test. From his behavior and leanings as a child, he would be able to predict his future. The father put in front of his child a Bible a stack of dollar bills and a bottle of booze he figured if the child goes for the Bible that means that when he grows up he will be a man of the cloth a learned man, a pious and righteous man if he goes for the money then he will be a successful businessman an entrepreneur and will make and have lots of money now if he goes for the booze that means he will be a lowlife, a drunk, a bum and there is a dismal future for him to the father's great surprise the child very carefully and methodically reaches for the cash and places it in his pocket then little Johnny takes the Bible and puts it into his right hand He then takes the bottle, and lifts it up in his left hand. And his father says, you are going to be a Chabad Rabbi. We are gathered here tonight, to celebrate and to commemorate the release of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, also affectionately and respectedly known as the Alt-Rebbe from Zaris prison in 1798. The 19th and 20th day of Kislev are celebrated and treated as special days. We treat these days as Yomim Toivim, holiday days. We omit the Tachanun prayer, we get together to Fabreng and recrown the great miracles that Hashem performed to grant the Rebbe His freedom. We say Chaim and we wish each other a happy new year in the learning and the conduct of Hasidus. We recommit ourselves to the teachings, visions, and expectations of the al Rebbe and Hasidus Chabad. But the question you may want to know is, why? Why was such a holy person, a tzaddik, a righteous saint, put into prison in the first place? Was he involved in criminal activity? Did he hurt anyone? Did he defraud the government? Why was he arrested? And why was he kept in prison? Well, to answer these questions, we have to go back and recount some of the history of those days. The Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Schneir Zalman, was raised by his parents, Reb and Rivka, with the utmost devotion and care that parents can give their children. At a very young age, you could tell that this boy was no ordinary child. It was crystal clear that this was a prodigy of a child and that he will grow to become a leader and a dedicated servant of Hashem. His parents hired some of the brightest minds and finest teachers to teach him and to nurture him. In very short time, his teachers reported back to his parents that they have no longer have anything to teach him. He has surpassed his teachers. Rabbi Schneier Zalman excelled in his studies and quickly gained a reputation as an outstanding, brilliant teacher. Talmud Chokhem and scholar. At the age of 18, he completed the study of the entire Talmud with all the commentaries of the Rishonim. He mastered all four sections of the Shulchan Aruch, Rambam, etc. During those days, there were two great Ivy League academies and schools of higher learning. One was the academy in the city of Vilna headed by the genius Reb Eliyahu, also known as the Gera. The academy was famous for its intense advanced level and deep analysis of the Talmud, etc. The other was the school in the city of Mezrich, headed by Rabbi Dov Ber, the Magid, the preacher of Mezrich, whose yard site, day of passing, is also on the 19th day of Kislev. The school of the Magid was famous for its emphasis on one's fervent, dedicated service to Hashem based on the teaching of Hasidus and its founder, Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov, whom the Magid succeeded after the passing of the Baal Shem Tov. As the Alter Rebbe was already an accomplished scholar in his own right, he chose to explore Mizrich to see firsthand If this is something that he would buy into. He observed the devoted service of the Magid and company. He came to know and appreciate the unmatched scholarship of the Holy Magid. He witnessed firsthand the holiness and the correctness of the Maggid's path in the service of Hashem and he was sold. He became attached with his whole being and fibers of his soul to his holy master, the Maggid of Mezritch. He became a staunch follower of the Maggid of Mizrich and never looked back. The Maggid had assembled around him a group of outstanding scholars and tzaddikim of the highest caliber of which the Alta Rebbe was the youngest. Despite his young age, he was immediately placed together with the most veteran and accomplished students of the Maggid. The Maggid took a very close and direct interest in him. He even had his only son, Rebbe also known as the Malach, the angel, for his lack of physical and materialistic interest, tutor personally the Alter Rebbe in the teachings of Hasidus. The Magid of Mezrich had great confidence in the Alter Rebbe's abilities. He instructed him to offer a Shulchan Aruch, a code of Jewish law, known as the Shulchan Aruch Harav, in which he compiled and brilliantly articulated the work of the codifiers before him at that time the Rebbe and his colleagues the students of the magid began to publicize and disseminate the teaching of their masters the magid of mizrich and the Balshentov, to the jewish communities throughout russia lithuania and poland The Alta Rebbe, being a brilliant communicator and with exceptional organizational skills, effectively became the most successful in reaching and inspiring the masses. His outstanding leadership, his vast knowledge, and his brilliant intellect placed him in the forefront as the most important Hasidic leader of the time. All this brought about the wrath and anger of the establishment and mainstream of the Jewish religious hierarchy. The Jewish community then split into two camps. Those who adored and followed the Hasidim and their masters, and those who opposed them and their teachings the opposition, also known as Misnagdim, were determined not to allow for the growth and expansion of Hasidim and Hasidism. They tried any and always possible to hold the spread and influence of Hasidus. Various methods and schemes were devised to stop people from joining the Hasidim. The Hasidim were humiliated, abused, berated, defamed, threatened, and excommunicated. The Hasidim suffered greatly by the hands of their opponents. The Alter Rebbe's instructions was unmistakably clear. Under no circumstances are the Hasidim to respond to their opponents in kind. He instructed them to tolerate to the extreme all the abuse and pain and not to give back. There were serious attempts made by the Alter Rebbe and his older colleague and teacher, the Mendel Haredoker, to meet with the Goen of Vilna to try to reason and convince him of the innocence of the Hasidim and the Hasidic ways. They traveled to Vilna hoping to meet with the Gaon, but the Goen refused to meet them there was a lot of pressure by the leadership in Vilna that this meeting take place to try once and for all to straighten this matter that pitted brother against brother and threatened the stability of the entire Jewish community but it was not meant to be the Gro refused to meet and they left Vilna without meeting with the Gro. after the passing of the Magid and the Gro. A new wave of anti-Hasidism emerged, this time with more viciousness and vindictiveness than ever before. The suffering of the Hasidim became intolerable. It came to the point that many of the Hasidic leadership could no longer tolerate and take the youth, and they left their respective communities and moved to Israel. The Al Rebbe stayed on, and he became the main recipient and target of the arrows of the enemies of Hasidim. When the opponents of Hasidim realized that through all methods of harassment and intimidation, they could not accomplish this thing, on the contrary, the camp of the Hasidim was ever increasing and becoming stronger, both in numbers and in the quality of the followers it was attracting. Some of the opponents stooped to a new low to get the government involved in the internal strife between the Hasidim and their opponents. The opponents were to fabricate bogus complaints of extremely serious offenses against the Rebbe they figured, if they get rid of the Alter Rebbe in whom they saw the ultimate enemy then the entire movement would, God forbid, collapse. The opposition brought a complaint against the Alter Rebbe, which mainly consisted of two accusations. Number one was that the Rebbe was gathering large sums of monies and sending it to Israel. The Hasidic masters and their followers who moved to Israel had no way to sustain themselves in Israel and the Rebbe made this one of his main priorities to support the Hasidic masters living in Israel the Alta Rebbe put a great deal of effort and encouraged all of his followers to contribute to this fund the funds collected were substantial and Israel at the time was under the Turkish Empire which was at odds with Czarist Russia this was used by the opponents in their complaint that the Rebbe is sending these funds to Israel and thereby aiding the enemy the second complaint against the Alta Rebbe was that his Hasidic teachings, he writes, that Malchus, which is kingdom, is the lowest of all the sephiris, and that Malchus has nothing of its own, only what it receives from the higher spheres, etc. This was interpreted by the opponents to the government as meaning that the al Rebbe teaches defiance and makes the government out to be of no importance and that it is the lowest possible thing, etc. In addition, there were many additional, less significant complaints. The complaints achieved its desired consequences. And the Alter Rebbe was arrested as a serious criminal and was taken to Petersburg in a black carriage which was reserved for the most serious offenders and criminals. After spending 52 days in jail, the Alter Rebbe was able to prove and convinced the government of his total innocence all of the investigators were utterly impressed with the Alter Rebbe and his wisdom and they expressed their respect and admiration for the Alter Rebbe the physical manifestation in the arrest and liberation of the Alter Rebbe was a result of a much more serious battle and debate in the spiritual realms of things the physical threat against the Alter Rebbe was a consequence of the spiritual possibility that the time has not yet come for the teaching of Chassidus to be introduced to the masses as the Alter Rebbe was promoting. The Alter Rebbe was crushed and muted because the time was not ripe and he was not allowed and should not have publicized Chassidus the way he did. On Yutas Kislev, the Alta Rebbe and Chassidus were totally vindicated. The liberation and victory, as the Alta Rebbe was reading the verses of Pada Bisholem Nashi, are then the result of the spiritual battle being won in favor of Chassidus. This was a clear sign that the time is ripe and that the teaching and ways of Hasidim are consistent with the will of Hashem. This brought about the clear and unquestionable truth that the Alter Rebbe should continue teaching and that he will succeed in his efforts. Be victorious and the hand of Chassidim and Chassidus will prevail. It is well known that after Petersburg, a whole new chapter in the teaching energy and expansion of Chassidus took place surpassing anything done until then. There are a lot of beautiful and meaningful stories surrounding this whole episode. You may want to read up on them in various different publications. But well, what is Chassidus? Is Chassidus Kabbalah? How is Chassidus different from the parts, other parts of the Torah? Is If Chassidus is so important, how did Jews serve Hashem throughout the ages without Hasidus? If it was good enough for all the previous generations of righteous people, why is it not good enough for us? Does Hasidus differ or disagree with the other parts of Torah? Is the Chabad branch of Hasidus different from general Hasidus introduced by the Balshem Tov and Magid and in what way? How does Hasidus Chabad differ from other Hasidic dynasties? What is it about Hasidus teaching that drew the anger of the opponents? Why were the opponents particularly harsh against Hasidus Chabad? Did Hasidus actually change anything or everything remained the same? What is the meaning that the Alta Rebbe established a new movement? that is called Chabad. What is the meaning of a movement versus, say, just coming up with an idea? What makes the Alter Rebbe so special and unique, even in comparison to many of the other great sages? How would we feel if someone came today and wanted to change things from the way things have been done for many years and generations before us? Finally, do money Booze and the Bible mix. Let me say, let me say, after a drink, is Khaim? when I can see things a bit more clearly. Perhaps we will realize that they do mix and they actually complement each other. my friends change is never easy people are resistant to change by nature to take people away from their habits from the way they are used to doing things requires an unbelievable amount of inner strength conviction and belief in your ideals and ideas You can have insights, interpretations, and visions galore. As long as the philosophy and ideas do not translate into actual change, that is to do something different than the way it was done before, you won't create resistance. People don't mind ideas as long as it does not affect their practice. They remain indifferent and tolerant. It is so much easier just to allow things to go on as they have and just to go with the flow and do things the way they have always been done. The Alter Rebbe created real change. He altered the way things were done up to his time. Think about it. For the Alter Rebbe, an accomplished scholar, it would have been much easier, more comfortable and convenient to go along life of the time. He not have the and had to have it. He would have been recognized and honored as one of the greatest scholars of the generation, matched with the scholarship to the world. This was the accomplishment of the Alta the of the, in the of the religious life. The much attention and reflection as the re- was not an afterthought it became part and parcel of the religious life and practice on equal footings with the Talmud and the other traditional sources the Altarebbe spent his entire life and all his energy and time to accomplish this goal he was not afraid and made change he elaborated on a new approach in one's service to Hashem with the heart he changed the Nusach Format of prayer to fit that of the Holy Arizal. He edited and fixed up the siddur to perfection. He changed the way tefillin are written. Wrapped and how the knot of the sh- and the shin of the tefillin should look. He had his chassidim put on an extra pair of Rabbeinu Tam's tefillin after Rashi's. He insisted not to put on tefillin al Chalamoyed based on the teachings of the Mishnah's chassidim. In his Yusuf and Siddur, the Al-Tarebbe made major decisions and took a stand and decided rulings. He sided and decided with one Rishon against the other. He instituted a new document to sell the Khametz based on his deduction of the Rishonim. He required the knives used for kosher slaughter to be sharpened, which was later also adapted by his opponents. He instituted for women to use warm mikvahs, the benefits are enormous. He insisted that chassidim go to the mikvah before morning prayers in order to pray with purity and holiness. He insisted that all the mitzvahs be done in the most perfect way, such as tzitzit, tzfil, and eshrig, and sukkah. He demanded and spoke abundantly at every opportunity and in letters about the importance of Torah, Avodah, and gemilus Chassadin. Always insisting on giving tzedakah and accepting people expecting people to give more than they can afford He expected people to know the meaning of their prayers and to pray with both intellect and emotions, not just by rote. He insisted that people study more than they are accustomed to. He encouraged the study of actual Halacha as opposed to Pilpulim that take up lots of time and in the end get you nowhere. He asked that his chasidim live in peace, harmony and with brotherly love. He wanted everyone to have a spirit of purity, to forego grudges, and not give back, or be involved in makhlakis. He articulated the basic principles and philosophies of Chabad in his Magnum opus work, The Holy Tanya. The Tanya became the classic and the standard, and has now been reprinted many thousands of times, more than any other Sefer. The Tanya contains the fundamental wisdom of Chabad, and is the basis of all the thousands of hours elucidations and publications that followed throughout the leadership of the seven Chabad Rebbeim that followed him these changes required the Altar Rebbe's followers to have their own houses of prayers, their own shaktir. this was the change on the ground in the day-to-day life this is how the movement of Chabad was born so although the mystical part of Torah was known and practiced by some it was given its real prominence by the emergence of the al and Chabad. The al made this part of Torah tangible and the treasure of the Klal Yisro. Before the Al-Tarebbe, no one dared to come out of the closet, so to speak, and to publicly publicize with a bang and openly identify and declare that the practice of the Hasidic doctrine is okay and is consistent with the traditional values of the Torah there was a disconnect between the teachings and the actual practice and what the actual practice required at least as far as the greater public was concerned the Alta Rebbe went and made that connection and came out in the open with all the ramifications of these announcements even the colleagues of the Alta Rebbe were concerned they were sort of saying, of course we know the truth but we must proceed slowly we cannot tell everyone the truth yet they are not ready to hear it yet some believed that the time has not yet arrived for the Hasidic teachings to be brought into practice it was the Alta Rebbe who had a new soul that affected this change most of the souls that came down to earth to dress up in earthly bodies are souls that have been reincarnated many times over it is totally unusual for a brand new soul that has never been down in this world to come down the Rebbe was the exception he had that kind of soul he needed this soul for him to be able to accomplish the objective of establishing and creating the unprecedented change and to create the Chabad movement because a movement is not just an idea it is moving things on the ground it means changing things in a real way, a real way, this is what was accomplished of the Alter Rebbe. True, the Baal Shem Tov revealed the principle of Hasidus, but the Alter Rebbe took these principles and brought them into comprehension of ordinary people, and then he implementation these these ideas into actions in their daily life. The amount of time and attention given every day to the study of Hasidus and Chabad is way beyond that which is studied in any other Hasidic yeshiva the importance of Hasidus is found in Chabad both quantitatively and qualitatively the changes made were all based on the teaching of Kabbalah before Hasidus, the masses did not know what the Kabbalah said so there were only a few selected great people who were introduced to the teaching and behaved according to the Kabbalah doctrine but this did not affect or reach the community at large. With the dissemination of Chassidus to the masses, and the people began to know what the says, how to begin to implement the daily life? My friends, uh, there's a lot more to answer some of the questions that we asked, but I can see that... Uh, maybe it'll be enough for one evening. I think that it's important to retell ourselves and to recount and to really experience and to try to imagine and to bring it to life what really took place over there. I tried to demonstrate and to sort of articulate so we understand really what this celebration is really about and as generations after generations have come and gone and we as the seventh generation to the Alta Rebbe uh, we have seen and we have witnessed how the inspiration and the teaching and the movement of Chabad that the Alta Rebbe has introduced has benefited us and I think most of us or maybe all of us can say that if it wasn't for the teachings of the Altar Rebbe and the Hasidist Chabad, then we would not be here today as we are today over here. So, in essence, the liberations of the Altar Rebbe that took place 200 some years ago, is actually our liberation, it's actually our Simcha, it's actually something that affects us in a very personal and in a very direct way so when we get together at a celebration like this there is certainly reason to sit through the formal part of it but more important to really try to sit down with ourselves with our spouses, with our families with the other community members to really reflect and really gain an appreciation for all this that has taken place then that affects us today And, of course, we are still very much shaken about the occurrences and the events that took place at the Chabad House in Mumbai, India, when unfortunately, two young shluchim together with other Jews were the victims of a terrible, terrible terrorist atrocity that took place against them. And in a sense, this is the real change that the Rebbe has followed from the direction of the Alta Rebbe to actually change things on the ground to make a difference in the day-to-day lives of people not just theoretically, not just an analysis not just an idea but really to go out there and make change and unfortunately, this terrible thing happened So, as we celebrate and we commemorate we definitely remember these holy souls of those who perished And certainly also, I want to extend a heartfelt